Greetings, everyone. It is now time for Marked Safe, tales of your very favorite and most beloved man-made disasters. On Marked Safe, we discuss events and details that some may find disturbing. Listener discretion is advised. Please listen responsibly. And now, here with your hosts, Brianne and Melanie, this is Marked Safe. Good morning, beautiful. <laughs> Good morning. This is so weird. It is very weird. It's light. I know. We're recording in the daytime. Do you like it? I like it because I'm not tired. Yeah. I think I kind of like it. Sometimes. We're never going to make this a thing. No. It's just not. Yeah. It's not our way. <laughs> the only way it would ever be morning is if evening was our last possible deadline and then it got pushed to the next morning. Which is the case. If it, yeah. Which is the case. Because if, if we ever tried to make it morning on purpose, one of us would be like, I'm so sorry. Can we do this tonight? <laughs> <laughs> so this will never happen unless it's like the last, last, last thing. This is weird. I think this is the closest recording to a drop that we've done yeah probably (laughs) yeah less than 24 hours i'd say so the episode was ready on time yeah we just had scheduling issues scheduling issues happen but here we are yeah so since we are so up to date this travis scott thing is oh my god horrific we I, I I couldn't possibly count the number of people that have like tagged us or messaged us, messaged us or PM'd one of us. I'm sure you're getting it. I'm getting it from just my people. Yeah, it's it's bananas. They have I was listening to the radio this morning. There is a petition on change.org right now um, trying to get him canceled from Coachella right now. Oh, yeah. I don't. I don't think he's going to come out of this looking great. No. Well, I mean, it from what it appears, his concerts like notoriously like have a bad reputation for just bullshit going on. I don't know. It's it's horrific. We'll have to see how it unfolds. We will for sure end up covering that. Yeah. But we need to we need a little time pass. Yeah, let's let's uh I don't know. I feel like there's there needs to be a grace period, like six months to a year before something like this is is covered. I know when I did the New Orleans, the Hard Rock collapse, that was really difficult because, you know, when I went to go visit, you know, just to see how the state was. And then I like accidentally walked in on them, like removing a body. And uh, yeah, I don't ever want to be put in that position again, ever, like where there's still families like it's just too fresh you know yeah yeah it's it's rough i was gonna cover the um oh what was it a condo collapse when you were in the hospital having squonk yeah maybe we should cover this like right now and i don't know we're still going to but i agree that it needs to chill for a little bit yeah I don't know. It feels a little vulture to do it too soon but i don't know i mean i'm not a hundred percent married to that perspective but on some level, it you know, I don't know. We're still navigating it's, this. It's fucking complicated. We'll always be still navigating. It is, it is complicated. That's a that's the name of the game. You know what's what else is complicated? What? This bracket. <laughs> You're gonna hate me today. Oh no! Why? I don't. Because we're recording in the morning and that's the worst time and you're going to tell me some foods? Yeah, I think probably the worst foods on this bracket. 
Okay, well, that's an opinion, and I don't really put much stock into your thoughts on foods. All right. Well, I'm just saying I would eat both of these things. Oh, no. Okay. I just... It doesn't bode well. don't know if you would. Okay, so you're already controlling for your own bullshit food taste. <laughs> All right, you ready? Mm-hmm. Jello salad versus strawberry delight. Okay, I need more information. Okay, well... You know what strawberry or you know what jello salad is, right? Well, I mean, okay. Maybe you don't know that this is the Midwest and there are many iterations of jello salad. <laughs> what kind are we talking about? Mm, let's do the least pukey one. So okay, picture your favorite you. jello salad. Okay. I mean, I don't have one, but <laughs> I'm thinking of the one that has like marshmallows and fruit in it. Mm hmm. Which, I mean, you know, you wouldn't just seek that out, but. Isn't that like called like ambrosia salad or something like that? I think technically, but I mean, there are kinds of jello salad that have like fucking carrots in them. Oh, see, I would be all about that. What? Of course you would. What the fuck is wrong with you? There was um, this place called Mod Pizza once and they put carrots on their pizza. And it's just one of those things that we'll never forget. It was one of like. The yummiest. I, I, carrots are surprising. I feel like you can put them in anything. <laughs> you got carrots. You can put it on pizza. Oh, they get a bad rap. Yeah, I hate carrots. Mm, they hate you too. So, Strawberry Delight is strawberries, cream cheese, gelatin, and whipped topping. So, it seems okay. like they're kind of in the same family. They're cousins. Oh, yeah, for sure. But how. Okay, let me look up the strawberry thing. What's the name of it? Strawberry Delight? Yeah. Because, I mean, I understand that those are the ingredients, but I don't understand how they go together. <laughs> it looks like a dessert casserole. Okay, that actually looks kind of good. Yeah. It's got graham cracker crumbs on bottom. Oh, no, that wins. Like, I would make that. I would eat that. I think I would eat this, too. Well, of course I would eat I that. mean, eat, Melanie, you would eat <laughs> literally anything. <laughs> you... Eat Vienna sausages. They're so good. They're so no. good. No. Nope. I was hoping your pregnancy would like, you know, because sometimes you like to try new things. When's the last yeah, time no. you had a Vienna sausage? Uh, if ever, like maybe when I was a teenager. Okay. So I do believe your taste buds change every seven years. Okay. Melanie, this is not a matter of taste buds. Let's revisit no, let's not. Let's really not. The Vienna sausage issue is not about taste buds. It's not like like pickles. I don't really like pickles. I like fried pickles sometimes, but it's a taste bud thing. It is a conceptual thing with Vienna sausages. So if I blindfolded you and no, put little sausages no, in your mouth. They are. <laughs> this is a family show. <laughs> Please don't do that. Okay. <laughs> they are existentially horrifying okay do you eat hot dogs not when i'm pregnant <laughs> they horrify me when i'm pregnant but i do like them normally okay then i don't i don't get it i don't get it all right okay they're they're pale they're wet they're little they live in a jar together <laughs> hey, this is a family show pale little all right wet. strawberry delight wins <laughs> <laughs> So, 
I am on some new meds for my postpartum depression. And, but I was also on some, I have like an overactive bladder. So I was on some meds for that for a couple of days before my doctor told me I had to get off of them. And I couldn't, I like pretty much lost my vision, which was weird. And so Brianne, because she's amazing, is helping me out. And we get a part two today. (laughs) More urban legends, more hot takes from Melanie. I'm so excited. Thank you for picking up the slack. Why I get my brain good. I'll pick your slack up anytime. Mm. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Should we get into it? Let's do it. All right. You ready for number one? Yes. Okay. It's dark. The love of your life, so me, has died. (laughs) We're going to talk shit at your funeral. (laughs) Just kidding. Would you talk shit at my funeral? There's not really. A little. A little. You'd be talking shit about Vienna sausages, I know. I would like put it, you know how like they throw the rose on the coffin? I would just like set a single can on top. Fuck you, Melanie June. (laughs) (laughs) No, I wouldn't. There's not really anything to talk shit. Oh, no, I'm sure there is. Okay. Anyway, the love of your life, whoever that may be, has died. You arrange for their funeral and you attend their burial. Mm -hmm. In your grief, something about the situation feels off. You go to the graveyard late at night with a shovel and you start your morbid task. When you reach the casket and open the lid, all of your worst fears are confirmed. Your loved one is dead, but they clearly weren't at some point. (gasps) Their their face is contorted in terror and their nails are ripped to bloody nubs from clawing furrows into the lid of the casket. They were buried alive. That's like one of my worst fears. Well, yeah. Are you going to get one of those special caskets with the bell above ground? Have you seen <laughs> the ones I hope there's someone the in the windows? cemetery listening for your bell. Have you seen the ones with the windows? I think. I think Atlanta's covered a lot of this stuff. I want one. Okay. I support you in that. Do you want me to make sure you get put in a special casket when your air quotes dead? I'm still trying to decide whether I want to be buried or cremated. I don't know. I don't want to take up more space than my personality already does, you know? Oh, your personality is a gift to the world. <laughs> Shut up. I mean, I do just want him to throw me in a hole and call it a day, yeah. wrap me in burlap. But barring that, definitely cremation. Oh, there was the, that guy recently. Did you see this? Um, He donated mm-hmm. his body to science, right? Mm-hmm. I think this happened last week. Hold on. I have to look this up. It's bananas. So this guy donated his body to science, right? Okay. And they did a public dissection of his body. <gasps> Why? Just, it was like uh, in, like an expo. Oh, it's an Oddities and Curiosities Expo. What the hell? That it was, I went to a bodies exhibit once. Did you ever go to one of those? Yeah, I loved it. It was so interesting. Yeah, it was really cool. Um, yeah. yeah, so it was an Oddities and Curiosities Expo in Portland on October 17th. And they did a... A, dissec- a dissection of this body. It was called a cadaver lab class. Oh my god! And the widow found out about it, and she's like, "This was like he donated to science. This is like." <gasps> so he didn't know it was going to be that kind of situation. No, she was oh, like, "This yikes. is not what he wanted." Like you don't. It's just some expo, and you're like dissecting some dude, you know? Like, I mean, I think that technically falls under the science umbrella, but 
yikes. I feel like they could have easily gotten someone who wanted that. Yeah. There are tons of people who would probably like that. Yeah, but I feel like this expo would be like on par with like a Comic-Con. It's not like for a bunch of scientists. It's open to the general public. You know what I mean? Yikes. Yeah. I mean, I think you could make the case that science is, you know, for everyone and there's, you know, that you could make a case for that. But I mean, there are a million people who would be totally happy for that to happen to their, to their body. Just get. Just get, get that person. Them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's gross. That's really gross. So I didn't, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt or go on a tangent, but I saw that and I was like, oh mm-hmm. my gosh. Like, I don't know if anyone's told you, but when it's my week, that's actually your job. <laughs> <laughs> that's literally why you're here. If I wanted to talk uninterrupted, this would be a solo podcast. Apparently, we have to be really specific. Nubby fingers. Nubby fingers. So what are your hot takes on this? I just listened to um, an LGTC episode because I'm going through their backlog of um, okay. the girl that was buried alive for ransom. Ooh, you know they. Put, I think I remember that one. I haven't listened to that one in quite a they while. They put but the I do two remember. ventilations out. Uh, she survived, but I mean, oh, it's yes, creepy. I remember that one now. And they put like like an air thing. Yeah, and they, yeah. they buried her in the. It w- could have been the perfect crime if uh, they just kind of followed through and weren't a bunch of idiots. But <laughs> well. Yeah, so I think she was, like, buried for 83 days or something like that. Holy shit. No, not 83 days. It was 83 hours. Yeah, wow. <laughs> That's still dark. Yeah. Um, 83 days would suck. Oof. I'm not going to get into, like, a whole history of live burial because our guest star, Atlantis, did an amazing show on this in episode 56. So, I mean, we're all already on the same page that yes it's obviously happened many times that someone has been wrongly pronounced dead and they've reached all kinds of different stages in the conveyor belt between being alive and being in the ground before that was discovered but okay when i was a kid i heard a specific version of this involving a girl in a blue silk dress and the whole thing with the bloody nails I cannot find anything on the entire internet about the blue silk dress. Mm. So maybe that was lost to the 90s. It is making me fucking crazy. But if anyone else remembers anything about it, that would help my brain greatly. So please let me know in the Horrible Ghouls group before I die. I may have perished by the time you hear this because this has been driving me nuts. I have torn the internet apart. And there's some kind of movie that has a somewhat similar premise, but it's definitely not that that comes up whenever you search it. So that makes it super freaking complicated. Um, So I wanted to, like I said, this is one of those things where you're obviously not going to dig into it and be like, nope, it's never been true. But I did want to dig into whether there's any record of a specific incident with some of the details of the actual urban legend. And I did not think I would find anything credible because it's ridiculous. But to my surprise, Octavia Hatcher showed up almost immediately. Ooh, Ooh, with a name like Octavia, your story has to be interesting. Mm -hmm. Octavia was born to a relatively wealthy family in 1870. She married a successful businessman named James when she was 19. They conceived a child the following year. And their son, Jacob, was born on January 4th, 1891, unfortunately, either stillborn or dying shortly after birth. Mm. 
And as one might expect, Octavia declined after this devastating loss. Depression took hold until she couldn't leave her bed, and then she fell into a coma? Oh, wow. Yeah, I I would love to read a deep dive on how this happened in old-timey stories, because there always seem to be examples of condition A leading to condition Q when those two things... One doesn't cause the other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, the, it's not, obviously, not to minimize her loss or the depth of her depression. And all comas just really aren't caused by that, as far as I know. You think and I feel they're like they're saying that, coma, is is it the same as fainting, maybe? I don't know. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty positive, no. That I just, it happens all the time in old-timey stories. And I would like to know more. So, five months after the loss of Jacob, Octavia died. They buried her beside her son. After she'd been buried, other people in the town began to be afflicted with the same condition. Not the depression, but the exhaustion and comas. And there were several explanations floated from, oh, how do you pronounce it? Tsetse flies? That can't be right. What? Do you know those flies? What flies? fuck you up. It's T-S-E-T-S-E. You know what I mean. I really know that I've heard it said Tsetse flies before, but I'm that it has to be a stupid mispronunciation. Everyone but you will know what I'm talking about. Anyway, they thought it was maybe either. So it could have been the flies or some weird form of encephalitis. But their fellow townspeople had something in common with each other that Octavia seemingly did not. And that was that their comas never led to death. Yet Octavia's had. But other than that... It kind of seemed like the same illness. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. And it was May in the 1800s, and embalming was not commonplace yet, so they hustled her into the ground real quick. And according to Pikesville legend, because this is out of Pikesville, Kentucky, I don't remember if I said that. Mm-hmm. James, her husband, could not shake the idea that now that they knew more about the illness, maybe they had buried his wife prematurely. Her body was exhumed, and her poor husband found that his nightmare had come true. The casket's lining was shredded, her fingers were bloody, and her face was frozen in horror. Just the the idea of scraping away, mm-hmm. and your nails are breaking, that just... Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm so horrified by my nails breaking in that way i think i would just accept my death or when rather it goes, than try that yeah like you know when it like goes like below the little line mm, Ooh, no, no 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 so yeah no i'd be like well you know i had a good run <laughs> before i think I, I mean i guess probably not you get desperate but fuck yeah in his would you mm-hmm. would you do that like if you had that that unshakable feeling that maybe would i go dig up the love of my mm-hmm. life Fuck, I hope not. I don't know. <laughs> I mean... Like, would you have to know? I think that's super illegal. Not that it necessarily Well, I mean, matters. back then. If you're Let me think. Timing. Let's see. The love of my life has died, and I, I'm i skeptical. Uh, I mean, how long has it been? Like, if it's been a couple hours, fuck, I could maybe still do something about this. But if it's been, like, a month, I mean, do I really want to see them like that? And then... Also, I have my worst fears confirmed, and there's definitely nothing that can be done by then. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I would say it depends on the time frame. Mm. So, in his grief, would you? 
Fuck yeah. The not knowing would drive me crazy. I mean, I liken it it to, you know, I mean, it's, I'm one of those people where I know for sure I unplug my iron, but I'm checking it 20 times. So of course I'm going to like dig up this body. Oh my God, you're way too cavalier about this. Oh my god! I mean, I would have to know. I would have to. Or okay, but why eat. do you have to know if it's been a month? Do you know what image you're going to have burned in your brain at that point? Especially because we're talking about a, a hypothetical world where embalming doesn't exist. Yeah, but you're going to see some bad shit. Yeah, but even you're going to smell some bad shit. Even let's say it's the other way around and they were dead, you'd have you'd be like, okay, okay, it's fine. If not, you would just be like, hey, guys, we got to be, we got to pay attention a little bit more. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like it could be helpful either way. Yeah. I mean, I don't know about this. (laughs) I don't know about this. This is a hot take I was not expecting. (laughs) Huh. Well. I would dig you up. I would dig you up. Oh, we're back to me being the love of your life. I like it. (laughs) Poor Cody. Poor Cody. Poor Cody. I would dig you up if it was the first 24 hours. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So James had an exact replica of her and another baby Jacob erected as statues by her grave, which do still stand. And then he had a custom casket created for himself that was made to prevent his own premature burial because he was kind of rich and eccentric and apparently obviously terrified of this now aspects of the story are verified aspects are not it seems to be surprisingly widely accepted as true in the city which i just noticed i have written down as pikeville in one place and pikesville in two so i can't wait to find out which it is (laughs) and there are some historians who are critical of it but it's not i would i mean in my opinion it's reasonably credible so i believe it (laughs) of course you do you you without (laughs) question believed in bloody mary (laughs) i'm like is it real and you're like it's so real you ready for the next one yep you are a responsible young girl (laughs) yeah i know (laughs) it's a lie it's a lie you're not you're an irresponsible old lady Oh, you are pretending to be a responsible young girl, and your parents are ready to extend some trust to you. In your case, they shouldn't. Mm. They leave you home for the very first time, going out for a while, maybe a date night. You're home with your loyal dog, and things are going well until you turn on the TV and catch the news. There's a murderer on the loose, Uh and he's right in your neighborhood. (gasps) But you're a mature kid. You're not. So you take sensible action and you lock every door and window you can think of, although you don't think of the basement, unfortunately. You go to hunker down until the night is over, hanging your hand over the side of your bed to get comforting licks from your dog. You finally fall asleep. No. <laughs> I love I love your gasps. Gasps. That's such a hard word to say. I love them throughout Aww. this. <laughs> if this is a person licking her hand i'm going to die okay (laughs) do you want to die now or later oh no (laughs) it's worse than that though you finally fall asleep and you wake up in the night to a dripping sound coming from the bathroom but you know it's best to just wait in bed until morning 
You get more reassuring looks from your dog. This bitch is not responsible. We're just going to let things (laughs) rip until the morning. This is me. Okay, she's not a fucking plumber, Melanie. This is me. Hmm. Wow. An irresponsible old lady. (laughs) When you wake up in the morning and go to the bathroom, you find a nightmare scene. Your skin dog is hanging from the shower faucet dripping blood, and the blood has been used to write on the wall, humans can lick too. (gasps) No! I love your drama so much. What the fuck is this? I have never heard of this. Okay, I hadn't either, but it came up a few times in the Facebook group when I put out the bat signal for bad urban legends. Apparently, it's very, very widely known to everyone but us. So, okay, what do you think? Oh, I mean, did she have Cheeto dust on her fingers? I'm trying to figure out. Why? What the fuck? Because he's a creep who hangs dogs. That's why. No. Why do you need a justification? Something. Give me something. I have nothing for you. Oh, not even Cheeto dust. No. Would that fix it, Melanie? Would that make it okay? Cheetos are really good. Okay, you want to lay under somebody's bed and lick their fingers because they've got Cheeto dust? No, go home and buy your own fucking Cheetos. (laughs) All right, tell me about it. God, I'm learning a lot about you today. <laughs> this is not real. This cannot be real. I mean, it could. There's no reason it couldn't. Like, of all of them, this is really one that there's no reason it couldn't be true. Like, everything about this could happen. We had someone hiding under someone's bed last episode. Yeah, I guess you're right. There's nothing paranormal about it. It's just straight true crime. I hate it. But is it real? No. Okay. That poor puppy. Again, there's no reason it couldn't be, but it's not. <laughs> A lot of people have looked into the possible origins of this story because it really is a ubiquitous one. I included it because I love the old-timey campfire story origin of its first recorded place in history, which was a man's diary in 1871 recounting a story that he had heard at a party about a man who got out of bed in the middle of the night to investigate some weird sounds, and he was reassured when his dog licked his hand that everything was normal, but in the morning he saw that he'd been robbed. And I just love the thought of a bunch of people scaring each other at a party in 1871. That is, no, I love the campfire stuff. And then some guy going home and writing it down in his fucking diary. That's adorable. But just the idea of somebody under your bed, like, licking your hand. I don't know why, but I I really hate that a lot. I mean, I I know why I think you're supposed to hate that. <laughs> I, I think, I, well... I was going to say I'd be very worried about you if you didn't hate it, but I am very worried about you about a lot of things I've learned in this well, episode. Well, if it was already. my toes, it would be different, but... Why? <laughs> what? <laughs> we got to bring you into hot takes more often. <laughs> All right. What's the next one? No, no. Why would it be different? You're not skating by with that. I don't know. Just your fingers. I mean, if you're going to be weird, let's just go all out, right? And... Like, there's definitely no Cheeto dust on those, unless you're about to tell me something even more weird. Do you eat Cheetos with your toes? <laughs> God, I just don't. I don't. No, I, I don't. Nothing past I d- you. I don't. I don't. I don't. Then why did it take you so long to say that? I thought it would be funny. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't believe you. I could see. Okay, I know about your scab thing. I, yeah. The, yeah. 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 The idea that you might eat Cheetos with your toes is very believable, <laughs> and you think on that for a while. Mm. 
So it appeared a few more times in the next century, and then it resurfaced in Campfire Tales, which I suspect may be the one that really stuck. And then it was told around a campfire in an episode of The L Word, which seems to be where a lot of people actually heard it for the first time. And I mean, I could get into some true crime stories where there's like a stalker or a home invasion and the dog dies, but I think that would just make all of us sad. Yeah. I will say that something on the cutting room floor of this episode, I was going to cover one, but then I decided I don't know how much it's really an urban legend per se, and maybe more of a movie trope, um, where it's basically um, the bunny boiler thing. Yeah. It happened. It did? Yeah. Some guy... Okay. If you're not going to be able to handle, you know, animal murder, skip ahead for a minute or two, guys. Like, really, it's bad. There was a couple that broke up and then they, the guy was a real jackass and then they got back together and he sent her, he, okay. So they got back together and then he was like, let me make you dinner. And he did. And they had a dinner together and then he texted her, I don't know, a couple days later, maybe. And it was like, What did you think about eating your dog? I thought it was great with those Hawaiian buns or something. (gasps) Yeah. And he'd made like basically pulled pork and barbecue and put it on Hawaiian buns and it was her dog. And then he sent her her missing dog's paws and like on her doorstep. He, I believe he did get arrested. He yeah. better I mean, fucking he, get arrested. He says it didn't happen. And he was like the, the, uh, the look on your face as you're reading this right now is priceless or something like that. Ew. So um, he was watching. I don't know if it was like, his smile when she read it or something i don't i don't know but it was super messed up and i believe he got arrested but yeah i i had that written into this and then i was like this is too dark and depressing and i don't even know if that counts as an urban legend and here we are i just told you the whole story (laughs) which is my special brand of podcasting (laughs) (laughs) called i decide i'm not going to cover it but then i think of it and tell you the story anyway all right next one right now in the sewers underneath our feet Alligators, pale and blind from lack of exposure to life above ground, are scuttling around in the filth. They're purchased as pets, but when they get too big, they're flushed or released into sewers, living long, creepy lives beneath the ground, hoping to come across a human to maim. Hmm. My husband requested this one. (laughs) I believe it. Okay, I I feel like you are so... I feel like you have so many alligators around you that this isn't even going to seem as shocking as it would to someone who's not in an alligator climate. I feel like you probably just assume there's alligators everywhere because there are. I think I'm going to go see some alligators this weekend. Ooh, where are you going to see them? Um, In the sewer? The the last place that we went um, where we get to throw the marshmallows at them and they jump up and eat them like puppies. Um, Really exciting. I saw some baby alligators at Newport Aquarium. I saw you, you had the um, white alligator there too, huh? Yeah, that my kid wanted to steal its teeth and remove the glass between them. But there were also, <laughs> I took a picture of it for you, but I don't think I ever sent it to you. They had a sign that was like Bayou Babies or something. It was oh, very cute. Tell me about sewer gators. Okay. <laughs> so, despite the fact that this definitively originated in New York City, a lot of people all over the country seem to assume like this is kind of the urban legend aspect of it really that there are also alligators in their sewers honestly this is weird the articles on the veracity of this are confusing okay so a new york times article includes the sentences sightings over the decades have lent an air of legitimacy to the century-old urban myth Mm. okay Is, is there a contradiction in that to you a little bit what is it if there's sightings, 
then it's why why is it an urban myth? It's not. <laughs> and with every new sighting, the legend gets another boost. Okay. Which seems kind of like saying every time we discover another Bigfoot, more of these dipshits believe Bigfoot is real. I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> it, it's unclear to me why this one is considered an urban legend, other than the fact that it's probably less common than people think. But, I mean, we're not considering shark attacks and stranger kidnappings urban legends, so I'm not sure why we're considering this one. Yeah, that's, that. I don't know, that's weird to me. So, let me tell you. About the history of alligators. <laughs> Not the whole history. A city employee in 1907, I believe in New York City, I didn't write that down, but I'm pretty certain, was bitten by an alligator. Um, some boys found a dead alligator that had formerly been a pet in the Bronx River in 1932. In 1935, some teenagers happened to look into a storm drain and saw an alligator and they wrestled the eight-foot reptile above ground and beat it to death with shovels when it tried to bite them. Because that's what we do. We kill stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess if an eight-foot alligator is trying to kill you, fair enough, but nobody made you haul it out of the storm drain. Yeah, it's trying to kill you for a reason. Yeah. It, it was it was minding its business down there. Another was pulled from the East River in 1937, and only a week after that, one crawled out of a trash can in a Brooklyn subway platform. Mm -hmm. The New York Times article goes on to say, The gator legend was elevated further by Teddy May, a New York City sewer official who was reported spotting the animals in the 1930s. In a 1959 book, the author Robert Daly wrote that Mr. May was dubious when his crew first reported seeing a big albino alligator in various gator colonies in the sewers. So he ventured down to, quote, prove to you guys that there ain't no alligators in my sewers, the book recounts. <laughs> After seeing the gators himself, Mr. May had his men take up rifles and hunt them down, he claimed. His feat was also noted in a 1954 column by Meyer Berger, a Pulitzer, wow, a Pulitzer winning reporter for the Times, and in Mr. May's 1960 obituary in the Times, which credited him with having, quote, led a squad in clearing the sewers of a number of live alligators that discarded in the sewers as tiny pets had survived and grown large. Oh, wow. Well, if it's yeah. an obituary, so, it's definitely. Oh, well, definitely, yeah. Sightings literally continue to happen, but it does seem like they were at a peak around the 1930s. But, I mean, I really feel like if we'd had this many credible interactions with Rougarous, would we be considering them cryptids? Because they'd gotten less common? Mm-hmm. No, what the fuck? Yet sewer alligators sure are listed on Cryptid Wiki. It's so weird to me. It's so stupid. I don't get it. It's a freaking thing. <laughs> I think it is very easily explainable by the fact that in that time frame, children could easily mail order alligators or pick them up as vacation souvenirs. An ad in Popular Mechanics read, Live baby alligator, 150 Safe delivery guaranteed. How would you like a real live baby alligator for your very own? A rage for baby alligator pets has swept the nation. We have arranged, at great expense, to supply you with a genuine live baby alligator just hatched in the deep marshlands of the South at an amazingly low price. These corking little pets will be shipped to you by mail, carefully packed, safe arrival guaranteed. Think of the fun you will have with one of these baby alligators. <laughs> Read how fascinating they are, how interesting. Study nature. Remember, the alligator comes down to us from prehistoric days, from the age of dinosaurs. Do you want a baby alligator? You bet you do. What boy wouldn't? <laughs> Speaking of uh, shipping alligators. I feel like at least one of your girls would. <laughs> yeah. Um, Megan, our 
last bracket winner, mm-hmm. she sent me a message. She said, um, by the way, I, I, I totally will accept that head. <laughs> so, yes. She's one of us. She's one of us. What boy wouldn't? I will concede that most of the alligators located in New York City weren't actually in sewers, but I think a couple were. But I feel like the fact that they're confirmed to be roaming the non-alligator climate of New York City with some regularity makes it weird as hell that we treat this like a debunked myth because it's really not. Like who thought this was a good idea? Oh, my God. I don't know. I don't fucking know. It's a chaotic man for sure. It is. Oh, oh, my God. It's the most chaotic. We man. need to find. It's a chaotic 1930s. Man. I want to know the distributor. I want his story. I want to know how much money he made. I mean, they, it was at great expense to them. So probably not that much. Mm-hmm. All right. Time for the next one. A human is decapitated. So, you know, this is going to fuck me up. <laughs> Rather than the head instantly losing all life, you witness something nightmarish. Signs of life in the form of facial movement or expression. It turns out heads can go on living after being separated from their bodies. Real or not real? Totes real. Do you know this or do you just figure this? No, I feel like I've read this before. It was a female, I believe. Mm. Mm. A female that got decapitated? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm here to tell you that y'all better love this one. (laughs) Because I clicked every single link used to research this with so much anxiety, and I saw so many things I wish I hadn't. (laughs) And that's some dedication. Yeah, it is. I'm suing this entire podcast and everyone listening to it for pain and suffering, but I will drop the lawsuit if you love this part. Okay. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Because it was awful. It tore it, it. It dramatized me. It's been a minute, but I am almost positive that Mary Roach, who was my disaster relief a week or two ago, covered this in her book Stiff, which I killed an entire morning trying to get on Kindle with no luck. And I would have loved to because she really gets into this at length and does a great job with it. So if you are interested in this and you would like to know more, I do highly recommend that you look that up. But I, I highly recommend that either way. It's an awesome book. Basically, there is definitely reason to think that consciousness can continue briefly after decapitation. And I will also tell you that trying to research this is like pushing a cart where one of the wheels is jacked up and it only wants to go left and you have to manhandle it to keep it going straight. I hate that. Because everything you dig into will end up pointing you toward the topic of head transplants. Like every fucking article. And they're really two different topics. But this was... The rabbit holiest thing I've probably ever researched. Heads surviving after decapitation took me straight down the future of head transplants, which then redirected me into face transplants, <laughs> where I learned that a guy who's local to me received a full face transplant in 2011, which was very successful and it looks great. And then I found him on Twitter and I read his entire life story. <laughs> it's a very disorganized morning. I, I really felt in communion with you. <laughs> I usually have terrible time management but extremely organized research but not this time oh i love when that happens though god do you i I don't know i mean it's a double-edged sword for sure yeah i i know a lot of things now that i didn't know before but anyway there are a lot of anecdotal reports of newly severed human heads showing signs of consciousness coupled with animal studies that confirm 
brain activity for a period of time post decapitation. So although I guess it's still somewhat up for debate because it's, you know, very hard to do any kind of controlled study on that. In my opinion, there's enough out there for a very strong probably. It's the old chicken running around with its head cut off. Yes, I didn't get into that because I felt like it kind of wasn't the same because there was a chicken that lived like 29 days decapitated. (sighs) But it was because they left some of the brain stem. Interesting. Yeah, and that's the whole thing. Look up Mike the Chicken. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. See, the rabbit holes fucking continue here. (laughs) Okay. So apparently a woman in the 1700s was guillotined. And then when someone slapped her cheeks as a sign of disrespect, which is rude as fuck. I think this is the one I read. How is it not disrespectful enough just to fucking decapitate somebody? She was seen with an angry expression and supposedly her cheeks flushed, although like the vascular logistics of that are very questionable Mm -hmm. to me. Anne Boylan, am I saying that wrong? Well, I could have looked that up. Now the whole world knows I'm an idiot. I don't know. That's something I've never said out loud. (laughs) A small idiot. (laughs) Well, supposedly she tried to speak post-decapitation. She was a queen. I know that. I just don't know how to say her name. A physician attended an execution in 1905 to explore the specific question, and he claimed that a man's head responded to his name with eye movement for 25 to 30 seconds after decapitation. Mm. A German researcher claimed to have seen heads grinding their teeth and grimacing when their spinal columns were poked, which, again, what are you doing? Why would you do that? Poor weird man. Yeah. Now, the counterpoint to this is that the muscle movements are automatic, like twitching limbs, and the immediate blood pressure drop would be too sharp to maintain consciousness. I just don't know about that. That doesn't that doesn't track for me. Because we're not talking about the brain functioning for hours, just seconds, like literally a few seconds. Right. 30 max, but I mean, not everyone is saying 30. And animal studies have shown brain activity for up to 29 seconds after decapitation. So I don't think it's that much of a reach at all. How Stuff Works says, There has long been an argument against the concept of consciousness following decapitation. Some believe that the movements seen in the face are the result of involuntary muscles that control the lips and eyes are merely in spasm after a sort of short circuit for, or from some relic electrical activity. This is likely true for the rest of the body, but the head has the distinction of housing the brain, which is the seat of consciousness. The brain receives no trauma from a clean decapitation and therefore may continue to function until blood loss causes unconsciousness and death. Wow. Yeah. So there's your answer to that one. Okay. Next one. Fall is in the air and the whole neighborhood is getting ready for Halloween. Some neighbors skip decorating, some do cute pumpkins and garland, and some go all out with elaborate realistic displays. One is so realistic that it's almost hard to look at even though you pass it every day. Eventually, someone makes the horrifying discovery that it's not a decoration. There's been a corpse rotting right out in front of you this whole time. Now, I'm not going to make you guess with this one because anyone who's been listening for a while will remember that we covered this in episode 21. Mm -hmm. With the guy that died on his apartment balcony. So, I mean, it's definitely happened. But it also has an urban legend vibe. So I wanted to dig into how often it's happened. So here we are. And I have a couple tales for you. In 1997, visitors to a Connecticut haunted house raising money for first responders were impressed to pull up and find that the ambiance started immediately. They had a bloody actor laying by the road in front of it, reaching up as if for help. They passed her and went inside, thinking nothing other than the place had an admirable commitment to immersiveness. One guy named Gail may have been impressed by the realism, but he was not impressed by the company's regard for their actor's safety, putting her directly next to the road like that. He approached some EMTs there for the fundraiser and told them that he thought this was too dangerous. It was a bridge too far. 
And it really was, because it wasn't an actor. It was a 40-year-old woman named Kimberly who had been fatally wounded in a hit-and-run accident and was dying by the road. Oh, no, and people are just walking by her. Yep, and she was raising her hand, like, for help. (sighs) That's awful. Bizarrely enough, the driver seemingly had also written off the whole thing as a Halloween prank. When he was finally tracked down, he said he hadn't been able to see anything that he'd hit. He felt that he hit something, but he thought someone may have thrown a brick at his car as a Halloween prank. (sighs) Which, who knows? When he saw Kimberly's, the news of Kimberly's death in the morning, he freaked out and drove his car to another city to be repaired and washed and everything. But he did wind up arrested pretty fast. But I, and I'm not sure what happened to him, but I do think that he stuck to the story that he didn't, um, didn't actually know. Oh my gosh. And well, I mean, can say? I don't, this pisses me off. Like if you didn't know, you didn't know, like turn yourself in, do the right thing. You don't go somewhere else. I mean, yeah, that's and- easy to say though. No, it's not. Do the right thing. It's it was a yeah, fucking like, accident. Like yes, it looks for sure, but like way you... worse if you're if you're going and washing your car than than hey, I thought it was something else. I had no idea. I feel terrible. Let me make this right. Okay. I don't yeah, understand. And I get that. Advice. But like let's say maybe you have a spouse who's financially dependent on you or something. What do you mean? Like he had a wife. I mean, I have no idea what their finances you, are. I don't care what you have. You know, like, I just think it's easy to say, well, that would be the right thing to do when you're not panicking and thinking about potentially leaving your family to fend for themselves if you turn yourself in. No, you're going to get caught. You always will. One never knows with you. You will get caught. Oh, I guarantee people don't get caught sometimes. Oh, no. There are the the stories of hit and runs that never get sorted out are infinite. With hit and run specifically, I think you may be more likely not to get caught. I mean, obviously, I agree that that would be the right thing to do. I just feel like it's not that hard to picture someone panicking. I don't know. I've been in a hit and run a couple times. So, Were you the hitter or the runner? I've been hit by twice. The first time was from was when I was in high school. Um, my mom picked me up. And I, don't, I normally rode the bus, but for some reason, my mom had picked me up this day. And... Um, we there was a long highway it took a long time to get to my house but there was a truck that was turning into a house but he was doing um like he'd have to cross into our lane and he would act like he was crossing and then stop which is weird for highway because it's just like I mean it's 50 miles an hour you're you're just going so my mom stopped and he wound up like hitting us and then driving off and his passengers ran into the house and locked the door Oof. and said that they were calling the cops, but they never did because they didn't have a phone. They wound up catching that guy because um, I gave a good description. I was really proud of that. Good job. But my mom actually got arrested, too. Oh, God. Because. For being the hitter? No, she didn't get. We were hit. But my mom oh, okay. was. okay. I thought, I thought you meant in a different situation. <laughs> no, the same situation. So my mom was very hysterical that this guy hit us and drove off. So we pulled into the parking lot and, or not the parking lot, but the driveway. And we waited forever. When the cops finally got there, they were trying to calm my mom down. So they put me and my mom in the back of the police car just to yeah. chill her out. Well, when they came in, they were like, who's been drinking? And they smelled it. Oh, no. And and he looked at me and I was like, 
I'm 16, you know, like it wasn't me. And uh, so they wound up arresting my mom, even though it was, I mean, she was drinking and driving, but it was a mess. Alcoholism. Let me tell you. Here is another one. You leave a shopping mall with your arms loaded down with your purse and bags. As you reach your car, you feel a sudden pain around your ankles. Maybe your legs Mm -hmm. even go out from under you. Mm -hmm. Someone was lying under your car Mm -hmm. waiting for you to approach so they could slash your ankles with a knife, steal your belongings, and make a run for it. Get that Achilles heel. Real or false? Oh, that is so true. Really? Yeah. Why do you figure? Did it happen to you? No, it didn't happen to me. But Why are you so confident? Because they... I've heard this. I've heard this before. I know there are some malls too that, um, who was telling me about this? Might have been Aunt Veda, where they were having a big problem. I don't know if it's like this specific thing, but they had, um, security like on the rooftops to watch. Hmm. Interesting. Very interesting because you are playing right into the urban legend about this. Oh. So I, this is, this is extremely fascinating to me. So I had personally never heard of this one, but I asked the audio guy if he had any childhood urban legends that came to mind and he named this one immediately. So according to folklorists, this one has been going around since at least the 1950s and it pops up periodically in different cities as the epicenter of the action. And it really reminds me of the whole someone followed me in a parking lot and was going to steal me for human trafficking scare that was like real big a couple years ago, which by the way, you're wrong about did an amazing episode about that one. The Chicago Tribune did a whole Jesus Christ, will you people stop with this myth article in 1991, which needless to say was not successful in shutting it down. Basically, and I don't think I really wrote this much into my write up about this because I didn't know how much you were going to play right into it. I'm a sucker. It, you are. It said that basically everyone knows of some mall where it was like, oh, they had to have crazy security for a while, or everyone kind of knows of something, but there is nothing as far as it ever happening. Yeah. Ever. Mm. Kind of-ish. Hold on to that. <laughs> um, it was complete and total fiction until decades after it started. So, I mean, you do kind of have to wonder if some of these more fear-baiting urban legends end up giving people ideas. Big trigger warning for this. So if you feel like you may need to check the content warnings and you'll see we're almost through this episode. So if there's something we haven't talked about yet, could be what we're about to talk about. So take care of yourself. In 2008, a woman parked her car in the parking lot of her office, started to walk inside and had her ankles grabbed from underneath someone else's car. The man pulled her down into the parking lot and assaulted her at knife point. Mm. He was described in every news article as having unusually strong body owner, and I don't think he was ever caught. But this is literally the only similar story ever. <laughs> like, this has never happened other than that. So, at the very least, it seems like our tendons are safe. So, no ankle slashers. No. That's such no a good slashers. one, though. Yeah, it's not a thing, and it also seems to be a little bit... Mm, I'm going to say racially motivated, but a little bit racially loaded because it's usually in if if there's a race mentioned in the stories, it's usually black men and it's sometimes associated with gang initiations, mm-hmm. but it's literally never happened. So that's just coming out of someone's imagination. Wow. <laughs> yeah. For whatever reason, this one recently had a whole resurgence on TikTok, but there does not seem to be any truth to it other than that horrible incident in 2008. Are you ready for the last one? I am. It's a short one. It's a real short one. 
in the middle of the night, you get up to go pee. When you sit down, you feel something that you were not expecting. Oh, no. A snake has slithered out of your plumbing and bit you on the labia. <laughs> you just wanted to say labia again. <laughs> you just wanted to. I live for the opportunity, Melanie. I was like, hey, That's I'm... all I want to use my platform for. I'm having a, a hard time adjusting on my meds. Can you pick up this week? Sure. I get to say labia. Fuck yes. <laughs> All right, true or false, you Louisiana heifer? Which part, the snake or the labia? I mean, the snake. Yes. That's obviously what it's there for. Well, I want to know. Were there labias bitten? Okay, well, I'm going to answer both for you, actually. Uh It is so, 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 so unbelievably fucking true. (laughs) All the time, all over the place. This is not an urban legend, but... It's, again, something we talk about like it is. The only difference is that it usually seems to be chomping on a peen or balls. Almost always. Not the lame. I mean, I'm not saying it hasn't happened. But, like, I can't even summarize the stories of men getting nibbled and needing stitches that exist in news stories because they are endless. (laughs) Apparently, a safety valve has been invented to prevent just this thing. Which does go to show that when a dick is on the line, things get done. (laughs) If it was labia getting nibbled on, there would not be a safety God, all these toilet snakes just getting teabagged. <laughs> <laughs> they should close their mouths. And there is not even anything else to say about this because it is literally just a Are thing you sure? That Are you sure there's not yes. anything else to say? <laughs> no, there's not much. <laughs> you just want to say labia more. And no, you don't always see it right away because they will lurk down in the hole and then slither out. The the toilet hole. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where I leave you. It is so fully a thing that there is nothing to even add. Okay. But I think I mentioned it specifically as something I still wanted to cover last week. So here we are. I wanted that to be fake so bad. <laughs> it's not even remotely. Hmm. I love it. Do you? This is good. Thank you. You live in the land of snakes. You're living here on the line. Are you <laughs> sure you love it? <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, disaster relief. Yeah, I think we have a joint disaster relief this week. Yeah. Yeah, because this is uh this is the the thing of both of our weeks, and it's called psych meds question mark. Yeah. Because we both started new ones. They're not working yet, but maybe they will. Yeah. Best friends start psych meds together. Yay. <laughs> That's romantic. It is romantic. <laughs> no, mine's, mine's yeah. been, I mean, I haven't cried in a couple days, so I think that's good. Yeah. That's that's progress. I don't think mine are doing anything yet, but um, the sucking know. thing is weird. I need to figure that out because my tongue hurts really bad. It oh, like that's awful. It like attaches to the roof roof of my mouth. I think I had like a jaw clenching problem when I started one a few yeah. years ago that I'm not on anymore. Maybe that's similar. I'm like the I'm the person that gets every single side effect usually on any mm-hmm. the medication. So when they gave me the overactive bladder stuff, it was because I started taking that the same time I took my psych meds. So I was just I didn't know what was causing what. Um, it yeah. was pretty easy to suss out that it wasn't my psych meds, but I couldn't read. 
I felt like I was having a heart attack. I'm like, this is terrible. I, and that's why you people have me for another week. <laughs> probably should stagger meds when you're trying it. Probably. probably. I, I've never done this before. So, well, now you have. <laughs> and if it doesn't work, you can't give up. Yeah. If you feel fucked up, you can't just try one med and then quit. Yeah. And we both feel fucked up. We feel fucked up. <laughs> I hope you guys are enjoying this journey with us. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. It's great. It's beautiful. I think it's going to be um, good. No. So that that's we've got one disaster relief this week, and it's psych meds question mark. Yes. <laughs> the hope of future psych med success. I think that's good. It's a solid disaster relief. Yeah. I mean, it. it is pretty literally <laughs> the, the disaster of depression relief from it <laughs> oh well we also have some patreon shout outs too so yay i do want to revisit last week patreon megan she didn't post her last name so i didn't know if i should say her last name so she did message me so megan warren this is your redo Thank you so much. She's our OG listener. We also have two more pairs, two more buddies. Yeah, I love our buddy system. Okay, so Sydney Davis and Sierra Mishral. Oh, those names are perfect together. Sydney and Sierra. Go donate blood. Also, real quick. <laughs> so Sierra, she actually signed up with her business Patreon, I think on accident. So she had to like write me to tell me what her name was and so i was like oh do you have a page it's hex.pottery on instagram Ooh, check it out her shit is so cute she says she does mini cool. stuff too which i'm a sucker for mini so yeah and then our next pair is this single-handedly has to be like the coolest last name amanda battershill Battershill. That is cool. B a t t e r s h i l l. Battershill. Okay. I don't know. I've never Who's her buddy. Never heard of that before. And her buddy is Amy Martin. Amanda and Amy. I swear to God, these people must be teaming up and signing up in cute little name pairs on purpose yeah. at this point. <laughs> so thank you very much. As the other patrons might have noticed, we are a little late. Well, we are not. I am a little late. Yeah, for once, it's not me. Um, dropping the Patreon episode. I am almost done with it. Thank you for being patient. It's the MS Estonia. It was um, a listener pick. It's really good. It's really good. And it's coming. So just bear with me. I'm excited. And, oh, yeah. I'm actually going to go do people stuff and like go to New Orleans Pe this weekend and do touristy <laughs> stuff. So I'm hoping to get some more postcards, too out this month for you guys very very cool so, yeah i'll let you know next week when i have my shit together i love it i love it so but i'm not going to bed so there's no sweet dreams or no dreams so i don't even know oh, how to button this up today do you sweet day or no day that's really yeah, ominous. This is super ominous but i like it sweet day <laughs> fuck it we're a disaster podcast yeah. stay away from uh the concerts no and toilets and toilets watch your labias watch your balls Get a special casket if you die. Yes. You probably don't need to worry about parking lots. Yeah. Mm. All right. Yeah. Hey, Horrible Ghouls. Hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you would like to share your personal MarkSafe moment, you can send it to us at MarkSafePodcast at gmail.com. Please give our podcast a rate, review, and subscribe, and tell your buddies about us, too. That goes a long way. If you want to further elevate your support, 
check out our Mark Safe Patreon page, where we have shoutouts, goodies, and some bonus content in the works. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks again, and as always, stay safe.